He was married three times. Oh, uh, boy, Joe, you were right. 2014 was yeah, the last Yeah, the first time. one was the one who gave Belushi the speedball. Oh, yes, you're Don't right. Be sneaking Ka- around my Kathy back Smith. door. Yeah. Sundown. Yeah. Sundown. You better he was take... a Scottish descent. Okay, here we go. Wednesday. You know what? It's a fun Wednesday. No. Yeah, it's your duty to do the show. I am rolling. No, it's a, it's, it's your a wacky, duty to do the show. Wacky Wednesday. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores <laughs> brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1070, May 3rd, 2023. 93 degrees on this day in 1949. Kind of makes you wonder what the temperature's supposed to be. Is that our first 90? For no, we've high. had them all week, if you'd ever pay Ooh, attention. Wow. All the records from now on till the <laughs> snow falls are probably in the 90s. Got it. And 18 degrees was the low on this day, and that was in 1967. And even though we're not done, we have no ice outs today on either Minnetonka or White Bear. No ice outs today, but you know darn well that most of the lakes are open, and uh, I want you to go to rippleliperuniversity.com. Uh, you've got all that electronic gear on your boat. You've got the Hummingbird, the Garmin of the Lowrance Marine Electronics, and there's an app created by RippleLipUniversity.com that will help you get the most out of the equipment you use to find the fish. Visit RippleLipUniversity.com for details. And uh, as I say, no ice outs. Water levels are plump. But we're getting close to the end, you said. Uh, we, the end is this week. Got it. The end. There were a lot of April thirds uh, in ice outs, but not any May thirds that I could find. And uh, but we're getting closer and closer to the swimming season. You know it. The kids know it. They're getting anxious. Uh, you need to call Aquaside. They've been helping people maintain Great Lake shores for more than sixty years with their lake and pond control products, unparalleled. They take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and the products are completely safe. There's no need to let weeds overtake your pond or swimming hole or lakefront. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I think you're all on double secret probation. Already? Oh. Show just started. You recall uh, in uh, on this day in history, I expressed some excitement about discovering that, I think it was yesterday, the first automobile license was issued in the state. And a guy with a Packard, somebody named Richard Wright or somebody named yeah, Wright. I remember that. Got pa- with a Packard, got license plate number one. Now, now, with a staff that's engaged and uh, alert and cares, uh, we don't know that, and cares deeply about what fascinates the mayor. What would a what would a normal response have been from any of you? Who the hell cares? What are you talking about? Don't eat, don't eat on the air. I was waiting for you to be done. I didn't know we started the show yet. Huh. 
License plate number one. Um, Is it in a museum somewhere? So Kelsey went and found it. He said, you asked, here it is. We have, if it wasn't for our listeners, no work would get done oh, on the show. he's a known Hardly. bootlicker and brown noser. You know what it was? Right. Yeah, we, you know what it was? <laughs> what? A rectangular black piece of leather onto which was nailed a copper number one. Now, that's what it was. And, and then... Completely out of the blue, unrelated to to, Kel, uh, to Kelsey providing that image for me, a, a guy named Joel Hansen emailed me and said, from yesterday, as far as license plates go, in the early years of vehicle registration, it was up to the car owner to make their own plate and with the proper numbers or letters on them. Most were made of wood or even leather. And lo and behold, here is the picture of the first ever license plate, and it's a copper number one yeah. nailed to a piece of leather. You know what? That, now you've learned something that's today. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know what I've learned? Oh. That they were pretty trustworthy of car owners back then. Yeah. Because if you were making your own license plate today, that ain't gonna happen. Out. Well, Walls would have you know increased the fees on those by about tenfold back then. But uh, I, I thank, right. uh, I thank the listener. I thank Kelsey, Kelsey, and did I he thank, send that uh, to all of us or just you, Joe? He knows better. He sent it to me. Well, and I, I, I and would... thank you to Joel Hansen. It's amazing what I learn when I rely on GLers because you are uh, worthless. You're just worthless. Well, I wouldn't go worthless. <laughs> Maybe but, not. You know. Okay, shy of worthless. Thank you. Like I said, you, you know, the, the third wife of Gordon Lightfoot might be more interesting than some of the stuff I hear today. No, I think that the <laughs> first ever driver's license and the fact that owners were required to make their own and how they did it, I submit to you, is interesting. Very interesting. Because I, agree. I know the audience. Because I know the audience. Will you do me a favor and forward that to me so that way... I probably deleted the email. <laughs> I can link it to the GL page because right. I know GLers are going to want to see it. By the way, if you read my mind, was inspired by his first uh, disintegrating marriage. I have something called, uh, oh, Kelsey also provided this. It. It's called the Coyote Principle. You ready? I am. Sure. In California, the governor of California was jogging with his dog along a nature trail. Hmm. A coyote jumped out and attacked the governor's dog, killing it. Then bit the governor. I didn't see it's this. It's a true story. I didn't see this in the news. The governor started to intervene, but reflected upon the movie Bambi, and then realized he should stop because the coyote was only doing what is natural. He called animal control. Animal control captured the coyote and billed the state two hundred dollars, testing it for diseases, and five hundred dollars for relocating it. Mm. He called a veterinarian. The vet collected the dead dog and billed the state $200, testing it for diseases as well. The governor went to the hospital and spent $3,500 getting checked for diseases from the coyote and on getting his bite wound bandaged. The running trail got shut down for six months while Fish and Game conducted a $100,000 survey Jeez. to make sure the area was now free of dangerous animals. The governor spent fifty grand in state funds implementing a coyote awareness program for residents of the area. The state legislature spent $2 million to study how to better treat rabies and how to permanently eradicate the disease throughout the world. 
the governor's security agent was fired for not stopping the attack. The state spent 150 grand to hire and train a new agent with additional special training on the nature of coyotes. PETA protested the coyotes' relocation and filed a $5 million suit against the state. Texas. The governor of Texas is in his wheelchair with his dog along a nature trail. A coyote jumped out and attacked his dog. The governor shot the coyote with his state-issued pistol and kept rolling on. The governor has spent 50 cents on a 45 caliber hollow-point cartridge. The buzzards ate the dead coyote. And that, my friends, is why California is broke and Texas is not. She is the coyote principle. Did Kelsey do all the research on that, too? Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of that, speaking of that, very interesting point was made today by Daniel Horowitz, a reformed radical leftist who has seen the light and has great thinking. On Another Horowitz seeing the light, huh? Conservative issues. And he had a piece in Beck's site, The Blaze. It was fascinating to me. And he's citing Minnesota. Uh, there's a reason the media is suddenly focusing on the success of Minnesota Democrats in creating a transhumanist left-wing hell on earth. <laughs> Stop right there. That's what we are. Yes. We're a transhumanist left-wing hell on earth. It's because in every other blue state, they immediately floored the gas pedal on policy years ago upon winning trifecta control of state government. Minnesota, with the flipping of the state Senate, provided the Democrats with a new trifecta. And they have essentially turned it into California in just one legislative session. Why don't the 25 or so GOP supermajority states behave like a mirror image of Minnesota? Then he goes on to, to say, I won't read, it's a long piece, but what he's saying is states that have Republican trifectas don't ramrod through in two months everything they want. They listen to other people, but not these transhumanist hellish fools we got. Right. Given the historic GPO, GOP control of the Senate, he's referring to Minnesota, one would think Democrats would tiptoe into left-wing policy so as not to risk losing control of the chamber next session. But Democrats are true believers. In just one session, they are passing abortion at all stages, transgenderism, driver's licenses for illegals, automatic voter registration, felons voting, and bans on normal cars by 2040. To top it off, they just passed a bill that will allow the Child Protective Services to remove parental rights if a parent interferes with a child's demand for castration. They did not lose a single Democratic vote. The beauty of the Democratic success is this is not a state like Massachusetts where they have enjoyed trifecta supermajorities for decades and will continue to do so indefinitely. They only hold a three-seat majority in the House and just flipped the historically GOP-controlled Senate by a single vote. Yet, no matter how radical the proposed ideas from the governor are, there never seems to be any risk of losing a single Democratic vote. Hmm. This raises the obvious question. Why don't we see the same dynamic unfold in all the states where the GOP holds greater majorities in the legislature? 
Although Florida is probably the best example of the GOP flooring the gas pedal on legislation, DeSantis is still forced to water down some ideas thanks to the plethora of rhinos in GOP leadership. Most other GOP states have Republican majorities that continue to support pro-criminal policies, illegal aliens, the sexual alphabet soup agenda, endless welfare spending, and vaccine mandates to a varying degree. Wyoming is a perfect example. We're not even expecting a right-wing mirror image of Minnesota. We can't even find red states fully committed to ridding themselves of progressive policies. The few victories we achieve are on the issues that Barack Obama uh, brought forth. Then he goes on to list all the states... And they're in the makeup of their uh, control. His point is when when the Republicans have had the trifecta, mm-hmm. which is rare in this state, Very. they haven't behaved like these Democrats are currently behaving. Now, you recall yesterday we learned that Republicans are being shut out here of even key committees. Mm-hmm. They're not even being listened to. Their ideas are not warranted. Which doesn't surprise any of us, does it? We're a transhumanist hellscape Mm -hmm. with a really lousy governor. Remember you using that word when your friend was visiting San Francisco? Yes. And that was how many, was that two months ago? Yeah, so. Something like that? that? Yeah. And now it's here. So will things change come uh, the next election? Well, you you can only hope, but I'm, I'm I'm not optimistic. When you go back and you look at uh, Ballotpedia or whatever it is that shows what percentage these DFLers uh, that are so close to the tallest buildings in Minnesota, it's un- it's 75% to 25 It's not even close. But these rural DFLers, you would think, would, would pause and give thought to some of this stuff. They're right on board with the urban DFLers. Uh, you said San Francisco. By the way, did you see where Nordstrom's is closing up its stores yeah, in downtown San sure Francisco? Did, Joe. Yeah. They're done. Well, your guy uh, Andy Smith was boasting yesterday at the Capitol. You know, he's the one that declared bankruptcy uh, after oh, he yeah. ran for office. Oh, that's right. And Andy Smith was he, the he's one, the guy who loves taxes, right? And yeah. he was the one championing the cause that we are here for. People over profits when talking Are about uh, paid Minnesota, or Minnesota paid leave, paid family leave. Yeah, I like profits. Well, Andy, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you know, as a guy that declared bankruptcy, you should understand that a business can't operate if it's not making a profit. So you know, it's a it's a turning point in the way we think and in our show. And I've I've tried to create this turning point previously, and I I will keep trying. We're. Uh, we're in trouble, those of us who think like we do. We're in trouble. The people who don't think like we do don't think they're in trouble. No, it's, the, it's a white canvas they're painting. And so what we have to learn to do, uh, if, if short of moving, and I don't want to get into that argument again, short of moving mm-hmm. out of the state, what are we to do? And the only answer I came up with today is circle your wagons, uh, make things as best as possible for your family. I guess cut expenses where possible and try to hang on in the distant belief, as unlikely as it might be, that this will turn around. Got a text yesterday. 
Yeah. Is it germane to the topic? My friend was listening to yesterday's show with John Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, Reeves, I just heard Such's interview. Just to let you know, our company, which employs just shy of 100 people, has already made plans to shut, shut the doors if this does, in fact, go through. We cannot afford this. What do they make or do? Can't, I'm not telling you All that. Right. Yep. Okay. So this is going to have a widespread effect across the state of Minnesota. And I don't think these idiots even realize What's about to happen? Well, you see, you've you've wet my appetite for more information. I'm not uh, giving it to you. I, I know that, <laughs> but you're telling me then that a hundred people are going to suddenly be on the street. Well, look at what just happened with 3M yesterday. That's eleven hundred people. That's that's news that's devastating. But again, the the, the policymakers aren't waking up to this. Yeah, but the 3M people aren't being laid off because of what the state of Minnesota is doing. It has nothing to do with the Family Leave Act. I've never 3M met, is restructuring. I've never yeah, met an unhappy laid off way. 3M employee. I'm pushing right? back Maybe on that. Maybe a laid off one. <laughs> hey, I'm pushing back on that. How do you know that? Uh, 3M's read, a very smart organization. Yeah, but but read the goddamn newspaper. Read, I did. Uh, well, I'm the one that brought it up yesterday. There's a million uh, factors that go into 3M's decision. I don't think family leave is one of them because I'll bet you a dollar 3M has one hell of a family leave program yes. anyway. Yes. So that's, and it's it's a worldwide 3M thing too. Right. It's not. But know, it is 1,100 employees thing. in this state. That's right. But it's not because of the family okay. leave. The family leave is dreadful enough without having to to uh, create scenarios that don't exist. The family, uh, the family, 3M is not what you would call a small business. It's the small businesses like the one you just texted, read the text about that are going to suffer the most. It's not going to be the big, big companies. Oh, but anyway, getting back to what what we can do, you know, maybe I can just do more and more shows on my fascination with the primitive license plates. Well, maybe not an entire show. A short segment. You know, there were quick intro you'd segment. Cut a, you'd go out to your shop. What would they nail on it, though? I mean, you'd go to the blacksmith <laughs> shop, and you'd, you'd get a hunk of leather from a saddle, and then you'd nail, you'd get a piece of copper and cut a numeral one, and you'd pop, you didn't even screw it in there. You used, looks Just, like uh, sheet roofing nails, sheet nails, to sh- uh, shingle nails to pound the copper into the leather. Describe and the you bl- hung that on the back of the Packard. Describe the blacksmith's hands. Black. Yeah. And what was he working on before he go to get the leather? An anvil. He had an anvil going. <laughs> pounded something. Right. He was, and he had the bad apron. Yeah. You know, the soiled apron. And before he helped the employee yeah. or the customer, what did he have to do with his hands? Well, he tried to wash him, but but you know, he didn't have any borax or anything. You know, <laughs> borax. Love the blacksmith. Yeah, yeah. I saw something else. I guess I just want to get it off my chest. I'll probably be considered very cruel. But don't I, be cruel. I, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this, and I just had a thought. I just had a thought that kind of tells us where we are. Where did I see it? Well, that's a, that's business. I didn't see it there. Maybe I saw it on the cover of the uh, Metro section of the uh, Star Tribune. By the way, I really am keeping track. The cartoonist has yet to reappear in the Star Tribune. And has not responded to my emails. Well, will you let... And I, I told him out front, 
you have an open invite, and Joe would like to talk to you about the cartoon. No, forget that. Your new attack, and I want you to do it today, is are you still with the Star Tribune? Maybe, Find out. Maybe that's why he's... It's a Star Tribune email. Maybe that's why he's not, but I will, pe- <laughs> I will pen that Do you suppose email. they put him on top secret probation? I wonder. Yeah. This headline caught my attention. I don't know. Maybe you guys will tell me I'm off base. Somali residents lay out their legislative agenda. Yeah, lawmakers. I read that. <clears throat> yeah. And they want some funding for a museum, uh, a Somali museum to preserve and celebrate their culture because they have absolutely no intention at all of assimilating, none whatsoever. Well, that's kind of a blanket indictment, Joe. That's right, it is. Expanding legislation against hate crimes. We already have a lot of laws on the books about hate crimes. I don't wish hate crimes upon anyone. Greater protections for Uber and Lyft drivers. Okay. Resources for the opioid crisis among Somali Americans. Okay. But why are the uh, Somali demands, why are they singled out? Why are they specific? Don't. How about some demands for the rest of us? Well, it was Somali Day at the S- Somalia oh, Day. Oh, at the, oh, seriously? At yeah. the Capitol. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I yeah. read that in the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right there in the first graph, isn't it? Uh. Uh. No. It's yeah, about it's the in fourth there. graph. Okay. Tuesday marked the first Somali Day at the Capitol. Okay. Drawing hundreds of Somali Minnesotans to highlight their cultural and economic contributions to the state, not counting the food fraud scandal. Uh, and so they got that going for them. But I just thought, you know what? Is there going to be a dumb Swede day at the Capitol? I want to show up for that and look at my <laughs> shoes. pretty much every day. Stand there and gaze at my feet. And you hands. carry, you know, you carry no signs, nothing. Yeah, just, you just hands show in the up pocket. With your shoulders slumped. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of just phlegmatically yeah. look at your shoes. Yeah, how about the weather? Yeah. yeah. Sure and then you stand around like this with your arms, arms crossed. Yeah. Your arms crossed. Kind of warm out, huh? Yeah. How'd you get here? Uh, I took the bus. How you getting back? Oh, I don't know. Better, can you give me a ride? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that dust storm in Illinois? <laughs> oh, a dumb Swede day. I, I'm not Swedish, but I participate. <laughs> I got a feeling I can go scooter riding by the end of this week because the temperature uh, keeps rising. It's about time. We're into May, and uh, my Yamaha has been maintained and serviced and stored by EcoFun Motorsports, where all sizes and colors of scooters are in stock, the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. Beat the man at the gas pump. Uh, 200 bucks off on most popular Yamaha R-Max 1000 side-by-sides. Of course, it's the electric bike capital of Minnesota. Save up to $400 on new electric bikes. Stop in, take one for a spin in the parking lot. The parking lot of the new store in Forest Lake is massive. And Kaylin will help you. She's the uh, daughter of Tim Bloom, and she is an electric bike expert. Great youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, exotic motorcycles, the Vanderhall Roadster. Man, it's a great place to visit. It's a great place to shop. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on <laughs> Highway 97, just immediately west of Interstate 35, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, EcoFunMotorsports.com. 
Not a Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. It was an alien show. Skin something. Skinwalker's Ranch. Yeah, is that fake? No, that's a real place. I'm purposely avoiding it because the experts are calling BS. I watched it yesterday. I think it's a bunch of hogwash. Lots of weird stuff happened there, man. Well, but (laughs) they go up in the chopper and there's an electromagnetic. It's throwing the chopper around. I thought it was bull. We're live on the town council. I still thought it was. (laughs) Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. We still get a lot of emails, or at least I do, from uh, GLers that, uh, well, intrigued by Seafoam, but have never actually used it. Not sure if it's good on their vehicle or not. Only questions like, "Can what about my generator, my RV, my classic car? Well, the answer is yes. yes. Seafoam, yeah, always. It's safe in both gas and diesel cars, trucks, mowers, outboard, anything with a gas tank, basically. Um, it works great on carburetors, injectors, whatever you got. Seafoam is our friend, and uh, it's really easy to use. You just pour it in, open the cap, pour it in your fuel tank, depending on how big your vehicle is. I mean, in trucks and whatnot, use the whole can if you want. Uh, and then the other question, is it safe? Of course it's safe. It's always safe. No harsh chemicals in there. Made with 100% petroleum ingredients that are safe in any engine. And you can find it everywhere. You can't make that out of electricity. No, no, you're right about that, Joe. You win that one. Yeah. Uh, auto parts stores, farm and hardware stores, retailers. Pick up a can today. Start reaping the benefits of Seafoam immediately. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. So I come home last night. The CP's at the back door shrieking. What is that? What is that in the yard? It was a possum. Oh. I had never seen one before. And usually they have, uh, do you know what baby possums are called? Because I looked all the, I did go down the rabbit hole last night. (laughs) No, I did. Uh, the, the the moms are called Jill, the dads are Jack, and the kids are called Joey's. Really? And in the pictures, if you Google huh. possums, most of the Joey's are always pictured clinging to their mother's back in their younger days. And this mm-hmm. one did not have any Joey's attached, but they are not an attractive animal. No, <laughs> they scare the hell out of you. They are not no. attractive. Was this at dusk, night? When was this? Uh, still full light, okay. 7 o'clock. If given the opportunity, they'll take a chunk out of your skin, too. Right and to the and I can only conclude that the sucker's living at my house. I mean, where you saw... you got to drop some poison. If you saw Jill, the Joey's are nearby. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming Probably in that it was shed. a Jill. They're in no, that the shed. shed's now animal proof. That got redone. you got to oh. drop some poison. No, 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 it's, it's illegal to poison them. Well, I'd call a roundupper and have them take it out to the woods and relocate it. I don't want to kill it. What happens when you poison them is then they die and then whatever eats that carcass ends up poisoned. Yeah, yeah, mean-spirited bastard. It goes on and on and on. So do I. Yeah, poison is illegal. Anyway, they're not attractive. They, uh, they're grayish-white. And they have a long snout. Was it threatening? A rodent-type tail. 
No, the minute I opened the door, being the brave male yeah. to go out and confront it, <laughs> it took off. It's not like when you saw the acid fox. No, the acid uh, fox was different. decades ago. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a turkey that he was afraid of. No, I, I can. Anyway. Turkeys uh, are out there, too. <laughs> you know, of all the wildlife I've seen, I've never seen one before. I've never hmm. seen a possum. They're, they look haunting is what they look like. Well, they're, oh, they're not, creepy. They're, they're creepy, creepy looking. Yeah. They're not fun looking. They're not charming. Right. You know, not like a little bunny. Bunnies, bunnies, yeah, you can do hey, a bunny. I can do a bunny. Roses, though. Yeah. I'm going to have to get under the deck with a flashlight. <laughs> do they burrow, I wonder? Do they have burrows? I don't know anything about Kelsey, possums. can you do that research and get back to us? Yeah, we're, we're not interested in doing the work. <laughs> no more of that. No more of that. No more of that, or you're going to come over and get the damn possum. <laughs> and if it's just laying there, you know what it's doing. I don't. It's playing possum. Oh. How come when you look it up, it's spelled O-P? Yeah. That's you can, you can go to the Google and just spell it P. Oh, a possum? Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's O-possum. Yeah, but everybody just says possum. Maybe they're the Irish possums. <laughs> <laughs> they go possums. Yeah, I hadn't considered that. <laughs> they stay in one area as long as food and water are easily available. Where's it getting the food? I don't know what you have around your house. Well, Clean up your backyard. Probably those granddaughters of yours. Jeez. <laughs> There's no water. Mm. There's no standing water anywhere. Yeah, I don't see... Uh, boys, house lawmakers oh. did approve. Did it smell okay? Well, it's alive. <laughs> the mouth, uh, saliva foams around the mouth, the eyes are half closed, and a foul-smelling fluid is secreted from the anal glands. I had a... No, are you talking no, about you? or? No, no, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> a better a way of putting it. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't smell anything. Okay. I was going to mention a girlfriend, but, but no. Hey, now. <laughs> Diet. Dead animals, hey, insects, rodents, Rook, and birds. Rook, we're done. Uh, okay. We're done with it. I'm done with all the research for the day now. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. I was you reached your, your, your Fitbit says you're done. I'm done. Yeah, look. Right. See. Yep. It says done. Rook, Rook's going to look for Adrian Barbo pictures. Right. right. <laughs> Should we see on the Tonight Show? Hey, the House lawmakers did approve the state-run paid family and medical program yesterday. Passed 68 to 64, and uh, it'll require the creation of a new bureaucracy, new offices, employees, printers, facsimile machines, computers, telephones, assistance to the assistants. Uh, it's just a dreadful, dreadful situation for small businesses. They didn't change the wording at all for small businesses, huh? No. The goal of this plan is to extend the most even safety net measures across the state, said Representative Ruth Richardson, DFL Mendota Heights, the author of House File Number Two. Okay, I we've we talked about it yesterday. I have nothing to add. Uh, what the way the government. And the Senate and the House are going about it right now is creating huge bureaucracies, huge costs, says Senator Mark Johnson, Republican East Grand Forks and the minority leader. The House bill would create at least 300 new positions with the state. Wow. It calls for 
$686 million Kickstarter funds from the budget surplus and then would fund itself with a small payroll tax. Reavers, can I have, we don't know that, please? Mm-hmm. Instead uh, of you looking at the computer. We don't know that. We don't know that? Uh, we don't know that. Huh? Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> That's just for the next one. You have one in the bank. Well, what's more, what more can we say? It's a, it's a hellish landscape of irresponsible spending. 300 more people hired? Yeah, and you know they'll screw it up because once you get hired and are on third rail, you don't really suffer consequences for your achievements or lack of achievements. Oh, you get the nice holiday off. Has anyone in the Department of Education ever even had a, a letter placed in their file about the food fraud scandal? Not to my knowledge. You know, and the leader of it, whose name we have to keep looking up, she retired. She skulked back to Mankato, never having, to exp- never having had to explain her role in a quarter of a billion dollars getting uh, stolen by Somali scam artists. I'm so what, 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 why are we to think this brand new bureaucracy, they say 300, that probably means 500. What, why, why should we believe they'll be efficient and competitive and competent? Well, the answer is they won't be. This is just a, a hellish landscape. Mm-hmm. I'm going to offer you a ray of hope, though. Along Boy, I wish you had of education. Wish you, you had you're one. really going to you're going to like this one. All right. I know a person in the education industry, and yesterday a student, an older student, came down to her her room or this person's room, and made a mess of everything. Started tearing up the room where the student was. Brought up to the principal's office, expelled, and the teacher decided not to clean anything up. And went upstairs and said, where is this student? He was expelled for the day, has to go home. And she said, that student has been running around the school, uh, just not cared for, and he came into my room and made a mess. I'm not cleaning up that mess. He has to come back and clean up this mess. Why are you allowing this student to go run around and not perform like a regular student? You're letting him get away with it. What was the administration's answer? Well, the grandma is coming back with this student today. The grandma. Well, there's your first problem right there. Well, and they have to clean up the mess. This person refused to clean up the mess because that student had to be accountable for the mess that they made. You just said he refused to. He refused to, and then he was expelled. Right. But she went up and said... Are they dragging his skinny little ass back to school and make him help his grandmother, for God's sake? That's what this teacher said uh, to the other class, he's got to come down and do that with his grandmother. Why was he allowed to just roam wild? Yeah, that's, that's the administration that, answer I wanted. That's, well, tell the person you know to get that answer. Okay, well. That's the crucial, that's the crucial okay. question. But I thought it was great that she's saying, yeah. hey, you have to be, you're not less of a student because of your situation. You still have to be accountable. Or did I read today that the entire country has failed? What testing? The the students in the entire country... Was that an MCAT? ...have failed uh, history and civics. Oh, I read a different thing. The entire country. Reavers played me an audio-visual video. (laughs) You're back in grade school. Get your words together. Reavers played me a video before the show that I would dearly love to play on the show, but the audio quality is horrible, and we're not going to do it. Uh, well, what was it? What, it was a me. woman being interviewed by the police. I'm going to get it for you so I have the information. In Peoria, Illinois, 
uh, driving under the influence, she mowed down and killed two pedestrians. Ooh. And how old is she, Reeves? Uh, 24. She's she is, 20, yeah, sorry. 24 years old, and we get the video of, a, of her... She is from Farmington, Illinois. She was stopped and sighted in uh, East Peoria, Illinois. And she's saying to the police officer, when do I get my car back? She just killed two people. She said, when do I get my car back? And he said, your car is totaled. And she didn't know what that meant. Her only concern was when she was going to be able to retain her vehicle in order to get to class the next day. Wow. And, and it's I can't the most believe- troubling 60 seconds I've seen. Well, no, because her stupidity is so overwhelming that it's hard to believe she could even be in a school. But then I have to keep in mind really? is it that the th- academies are failed. Is it that bad that we can't play it? Because you've piqued my interest. Uh, it's, Reeves, it's pretty bad. The audio quality is not okay. good at all. Okay. I, here's what I will do. I'll, trust I'll, I'll post it as a link. Um, but it has surfaced all over social media okay. recently, and I saw it. I saw it this morning, and I I, I was deeply troubled by uh, it. Not the, the the deaths of two people were not occurring to her. She said, "Well, can I get my car back Thursday then?" No, your car is totaled. Like I've explained this to you. Too. Wow, it's it's. There's more of her than we think. I didn't show you the worst part. The Daily Mail does have an entire article about this. And um, when she's first at the site of the crash with the officer, she is smiling and laughing in the um, oh, no. in the body cam uh, footage. Wow. Wow. What? Why did she mow them down? Not intoxication? No, she was under the... Yeah, she was oh, hammered. She was, okay. okay. And it was two pedestrians. A couple, I believe, in their 40s. Oh. Well, the center is not holding. No, it's not. It, the it world stopped is not holding. Even. The ground is uneven. Why don't we take a time out and get Mr. Height in here? Because we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> you have heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said, uh, through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seeing in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would like to think. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the four 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. Oh, give me a second here. Uh, Let's do it. We can do that on the air. Who's better, Sasso, Rookie, or this guy? No, we can't play Sasso on the air. Oh, for what about uh, the, what I was laughing at was this guy you just turned me on to, Carrion Cross. Mm-hmm. I just Googled Carrion Cross, does Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Is it with a K, you said? Uh, yeah. yeah, I used the K. Yeah, we yeah. can play him. 
Right? A C or a couple of Ks. He's just sitting in a gym, Reavers, talking to a buddy. It's pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, let me talk about ProTurf first, though. Um, yeah, and I want to mention their landscaping division. We already know, GLers, we've been preaching this for years and years. If you want the best lawn on the block, professionalturf.com, done. You'll never have to think about it again. Uh, but if you're also considering some landscaping this summer, and you want to do something about that outdoor living space, ProTurf can cover that too. Well, in addition to irrigation, they're also down with the irrigation. They can service it, install it, wake it up, put it to bed, you name it. But their landscaping division will work with you to design your project, and they do this using, well, basically it's computer voodoo. They're going to show you what it looks like before they even start. It's pretty cool. And they specialize in virtually everything landscape-related, whatever you can dream up. They can make it a reality, even if it includes a bubbling brook in a pond. All right, everybody. <laughs> the best lawn in the neighborhood and an amazing outdoor environment. You can see all of their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. Don't tell me you don't have four more reps in you. Come on, Chris. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I was there. Jesse Ventura is here? I was doing tricep extensions in the Gulf of Tonkin. I'm a frogman. So are you, Chris. Come on now. We ain't got time to bleach here in the gym. <laughs> That's a wrestler named Karrion Cross. He's in a gym and he's talking to a buddy doing some some weight lifting and, and he just breaks into Jesse's voice and he is thought to do it better than uh, Will Sasso. I'm not sure I, I want to I'm not ready to proclaim that. He's a big deal on WWE. And Matthew, never heard of him. Did I you say either. the governor knows about him and uh says it's pretty good? Is that what you said? Yes, that's what oh, that's what those guy Will Sasso says in the video on YouTube that I was watching and that was with um CVV Clips. Chris Van Vliet. I don't know who that is. It would be so fun to get all of you guys together and then just sit there and do a regular podcast as Jesse, <laughs> where everybody's Jesse. What'd you do last night? <laughs> right. What'd you have for dinner? But but to do Jesse, who's the, there's a guy on Saturday Night Live that does Trump. Isn't it Baldwin? It, no, no. Baldwin can't do Trump any better than I can. No, there's a guy on Saturday Night Live that does Trump, and he does the best Trump. Uh, J.L. Coven was is pretty good, but the yeah. guy on Saturday Night Live is uh, does an amazing Trump, and and it struck me that to do Trump as well as this guy does. Oh yeah, it's uh, James Austin Johnson. I've seen him; yeah. he's very good. Yeah, I suppose you can't play any him nope, doing Trump I either, cannot. can you? You is uh, don't get does, mad at me. I it's am not mad at you. No, rule. it's your fault. It's your fault. Does Jesse have his own podcast now? Yes. Oh, if he is it with Hubbard? No. Oh, he should he round. Jesse should round up all of you guys that do him, and he should host it. That'd be so fun. I, I would listen to it every day. Oh, you would have to be on it. It'd be you and Sasso and this you're, new guy. You're, here, let me give you a tip. Talk to me, Goose. You you do a good one, but you're still doing it at your present age. <clears throat> my and, voice has changed. Though. My Jesse is not as good. Yeah, as but it used he, to be. but Jesse's getting older now, and you're you're not capturing. No, no I'm that. not. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm uh, not sure how no, old I am. No, there's, there's a little you don't know either. huskiness in his voice. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know either. I'm the clear Jesse. I'm not fuzzy, you know? <laughs> I don't want 
to be president. I don't either. No. <laughs> I sounded just like me. Yeah. I don't think that the legislature should be playing this game of chicken. See, that's the political, Jesse. I don't get into politics. Here's John Haidt. There Thank is you, no Joe. excuse for any further delay. Thanks, we Jesse. are all elected to make decisions based on the best information available at the time, and to avoid that responsibility is unfair to the people who elected us. He's very articulate. I was in Sudan for a circus one time. <laughs> I got popcorn. <laughs> the clowns in Sudan are bizarre. Here's John Hyde. What kind of makeup, guys? Thanks, they don't wear any. Oh. Blood. Uh, they were blood. This news update is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. And I believe the real way you change China is by creating a relationship with them. Show them how we do business. Let the average Chinese worker see how the United States does business. And ultimately, it'll take Chinese to change China. Yeah, yeah that's a little uh, here's naive. Here's the comedy, Jesse. What do you get when you mix... German food with Chinese food. I don't know what you're hungry for war. About a year, about an hour later, you're hungry for power. <laughs> okay, you guys done yeah, now? Okay. Got gotcha. you. I get, on I get emails from saying, bye bye. you tell those jackasses to shut up when yeah. you're trying to read news? Yeah, it's John Heist's turn. Thanks, Rook. Thanks. Uh, and uh, this, uh, there's a, some breaking news this morning from Atlanta, where we apparently have an active shooter. Uh, one person dead, three others taken to the hospital, according to the Atlanta Police Department. It's uh, It happened near the Northside Hospital Medical Center in Midtown, Atlanta. Authorities say they're still looking for the gunman after multiple people were shot. Uh, they have released a picture, but they have not found the gunman yet, and uh, they're issuing a be on the lookout for the suspect in that area of Atlanta. The suspect is wearing a hoodie, believed to be the active shooter based on a preliminary investigation. So uh, if we see anything else about that, we will pass it along. They caught the uh, idiot in Texas, huh? I do yeah. have that, Good. yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. He was in a bad way. hiding spot. Hiding under the laundry. Never, you know what, laundry. they're always going to look in the laundry. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to that story since we're talking about it. Uh, the fellow who uh, was being looked for uh, for killing five neighbors in Texas arrested yesterday and his wife now. The wife of Francisco Oropesa has also been arrested along with several others, according to officials. Chief Deputy Tim Keene of the San Jacinto Sheriff's Office announced during a news conference this morning that several arrests had been made. He also said Oropesa's bond has been expected to be set at $5 million this afternoon. Keen did not identify those arrested or say how many people were taken into custody in connection with the case, but said it was fewer than five. Montgomery County Sheriff Rand Henderson separately confirmed the arrest of the wife, saying she had previously denied knowledge of where Oropesa's was, but authorities think she hid him in the home near Conroe, Texas, where he was arrested yesterday. A tip led authorities to a house less than 20 miles from the site of the Friday shooting. He was found hiding in a closet underneath laundry according to officials. Um, no major confrontation during the arrest. According to the sheriff, he said there was a simple flurry of resistance, but uh, they were able to grab him, get him under control, and he was taken in. Uh, no injuries in that arrest. Maybe the Freedom Fund can run down there and bail him out. He's your kind of guy, isn't he? You Freedom they Fund drop five on him? Yeah. With the warmer weather and a lot of standing water, you know, we're going to have... Floods. Mosquitoes. Oh. Mm. 
We, uh, according to Alex Carlson, a spokesperson with the Metropolitan Mosquito Control, uh, Control District, we didn't have a battle with mosquitoes last year, but the battle will resume in summer of 2023. Very dramatic, don't you think? I didn't get a mosquito bite last year. I heard that mosquitoes and possums are going to be present this year. They're out there. Okay. That's why. We are very thankful that Mosquito Shield will be back with us starting next week. Oh, wonderful. Perfect. It's going to be a busy summer for them. Yeah. Yeah. University of Minnesota entomologist John Oliver says our record snows and snowmelt have created the ideal breeding ground for mosquito eggs with a lot of water lying around. Carlson says there are 53 mosquito species that live here in Minnesota, 20 of them bite humans. Uh, the process is not a one-off, the process of trying to get rid of them. The team will have to reapply some uh, chemicals after any significant rains of an inch or more, and they'll repeat that process throughout the summer. Strong winds delayed the first application on Monday and Tuesday, uh, Tuesday but the team is out today with our better weather. Wait a minute, John. There are 50, yes, sir. 50 types of mosquitoes? 53. 53, but only 20 of them bite humans? You are correct, sir. What do the other 33 do? What do they do? What what are they for? They haven't evolved. I guess they have no ambition. <laughs> uh, as Joe said, the Minnesota House of Representative, uh, Representatives passed the bill yesterday that would create a statewide paid family and medical leave policy. The bill, called House File 2, passed 68 to 64, offers Minnesota workers up to 12 weeks of paid family leave and up to an additional 12 weeks of paid medical leave. House Republicans introduced their own proposal for paid family and medical leave, saying their bill would take effect earlier, January 1st of 2024, more than a year before House File 2 would take effect. In addition, their bill, called Minnesota Family and Medical Leave Insurance Program, would offer a tax credit for small business owners as an incentive, be a private option backed by an insurance company, and can be opted in for the $5 per week program if an employer doesn't join it. Representative Nolan West, a Republican from Blaine, said Alina, 3M, Excel, Ameriprise, Best Buy, all the large companies, if you work for those, this bill puts a tax on you for a benefit you already have. The full Senate has yet to take up the bill for debate. Meanwhile, the Senate passed its tax bill, which includes provisions for Social Security, income tax cuts, and one-time tax rebates. It was 34-33 along party lines. Senate Tax Committee Chair Ann Rest touted the bill as, quote, the largest package of tax cuts in state history. Under the proposal, single taxpayers earning up to seventy-five grand would get a two hundred seventy-nine dollar rebate. And if you're uh, a couple, of, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Repeat DFD. that. Up if, to seventy-five grand. If house? you uh, if you're a single taxpayer earning up to seventy-five thousand, Chris, you'd get two hundred seventy-nine bucks. And if you're couples, uh, one hundred fifty thousand or less, you'll get five hundred fifty-eight dollars wow. in a rebate. That what was is it supposed really to be? A thousand? Generous. Initially, a thousand. Uh, uh, no, I think, I think it was up that. to 2000 yeah. two grand. Yeah. I'm going to need all that. Yeah. $179. <laughs> they are not doing liquidation. You can use that money to buy weed from the, uh, the government. From the government. Yeah. While you're on leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While you're on leave. Right. That's right. The Senate's tax bill includes reductions on Social Security income tax for most seniors, but does not eliminate it entirely. Well, of course not. You there need you the money. Other highlights include a measure to pay off U.S. Bank Stadium early and imposing a multi-international corporation tax that would require companies to pay Minnesota tax on overseas profits. 
Republican amendments to expand sales tax exemptions for baby products and prohibit the state from collecting info on sales tax-exempt firearm storage purchases were bundled into the final bill. Now, still, the House and Senate will have to reconcile differences in their bill before they send a bill to Governor Tim Walz's desk. St. Paul City Council set to take up that amendment today that we talked about earlier that affects weapons storage. In April, St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter and City Council member Rebecca Noker announced the proposed changes to Chapter 225 of the St. Paul Legislative Code of Weapons Discharge. Those changes would require firearms to be safely stored and secured with ammunition stored separately. They say it's an effort to reduce incidents of harm caused by the unlawful discharge of unsecured firearms. Rob Dorr of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus has said previously the proposed amendment is a clear violation of a current state statute. That statute says local governments can only regulate the discharge of firearms and adopt regulations identical to state law. They'll be talking about that bill and taking a vote this afternoon at 3.30. Anything in there about drive-bys or gunfights in the parking lot of a gas station? No, this bill is aimed at honest people. I see. Mm-hmm. Canterbury Park has completed its sale of nearly 40 acres of land, which is set to be used for a new amphitheater. The racetrack's holding company says it sold 37 acres of land to Bloomington Investments, an entity related to Swervo development, for $8.8 million. A chunk of land is near County Road 83 and Unbridled Avenue on the northeast corner of Canterbury's campus in Shakopee. Sorvo is planning to use the land as the site for a 19,000-seat open-air amphitheater and construction expected to start this spring. Hmm. While an exact opening date has not yet been set, officials hope it will be ready for summer of 2025. We'll have uh, more news for you in just a minute, but first, uh, let's hear from our buddy, the Rook. Yeah, thank you, Johnny Cake. I want to talk to you about Welter Heating because they're very community-oriented. And you know what? What they told me to do is, you know, around Mother's Day, we know that we are on a... uh, we're on a board, second store, that they know that I've been on there since 2009, a charity I started, and they wanted me to promote it a little bit. So if you are looking for a Mother's Day present, check out secondstork.org. And I'd like to thank the Welter family for allowing me during their ad time to say, tell them what you want about Second Stork. You can honor a mother right now by going to the website secondstork.org, find out how you can donate, and keep your mother involved. It's this. Charity has been described... I don't have a script. I don't have a script, so I'm just saying We could tell. Thank you. It's been described (laughs) as a magic closet, and these presents for newborn babies, they're not having uh, showers for their babies. These are the poorest of the poor. And since 2009, the board and uh, all the workers at Second Stork have done such a fantastic job. So thank you to the Welter family. Mother's Day is coming up. Check out secondstork.org if you would like to donate. I really appreciate that, Welters. If you need to get your furnace done or your air conditioning all set for summer, call 612-825-6867 or go to welterheating.com. That's 612-825-6867. 612-825-6867. Thank you to the Welters for letting me promote secondstork.org. We haven't had many roofers join us on Garage Logic, but Pete is with us from Hire a Pro, and he wants to explain to you how they do what they do. Hey, Joe. In the end, I got tired of door knockers, and, you know, the profits on residential roofing are obscene. I came up with a better way to get it done. At Hire a Pro, we help the homeowner get their roof replaced from their insurance proceeds so that they can earn what a roofing company normally would in profits instead. 
Yeah, but I thought I thought it works like this. The homeowner isn't supposed to make money on their insurance claim. So let me ask you this. When it hails on the roof of somebody who owns a roofing company, do you think the insurance company is making them find another company to do the job? Uh, no. That's right. It's legal to make money on it, but it's illegal for a contractor to pay you for the job. Most people just don't know a crew. They don't know what materials to get. We take care of all of that for them so that they can earn like a roofing company would, replacing their own roof. So look, if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or visit them online at hireadot.com. Pro. That's higher. Uh, and then put the dot there. Pro. Oh, we got rock and roll to do. Yeah, I'll do that first. Yeah. Get your pens ready. Oh. Oh, what is this? What is this? PK Mayo. All message. Nice. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Tri-State Bobcat. Hey, Kenny. Oh, sorry. Well, now you got me hooked in it. Got about six, seven CDs on all of which are very good. Yeah, that's good stuff. The uh, Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn uh, Mower Sale continues through May at Tri State Bobcat. The 42 inch Time Cutter Zero Turn, uh, a very affordable 2099 If you have a smallish yard, or it's not a huge large uh, yard, that one's. That one's perfect for you. The 50-inch Toro Time Cutter, $3,499. And the big one, the big boy, the 60-inch Titan Max Zero Turn with my ride suspension, a mere $6,499. And that my ride suspension. You know what? Even if you're going in there to pick up the 42-inch, just have a seat on that my ride suspension on the Titan Max. You'll be amazed. It's pretty cool. And these Kawasaki engines, boy, they are dependable. They're powerful, very reliable. And the way that Toro puts these things together, the design and build, it's, it's meant for us. Easy to work on, easy to clean. It really good, good units. Uh, and when you go into, uh, Tri-State, Stroll around. They've got a lot of cool GL kind of toys in there, um, and they're for sale and some of them for rent. Three locations here in the metro, Little Canada, Burnsville, Hudson, and down in Owatonna. Mankey's part of the tri-state family. Uh, get over to that website and prepare to spend about two hours perusing it. TristateBobcat.com. I refuse to talk to the Minnesota media. In, really? I wow. will not talk to them again. I view them with the same disdain as I do a pedophile. Re really? <laughs> they attack my kids multiple times. My kids were not elected. So you're calling the Minnesota media the Michael Jackson of reporters? No, no. Michael hasn't been convicted. Oh. They have. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let me tell you, Jimmy Fallon. Governor Turnbull. Kimmel. Yeah. Remember, he called uh, the media media jackals. Right. And at one time, there was a band we put together with four of us who worked in the media, so we named ourselves the media jackals, oh, which perfect. I thought was rather clever. Yeah. And they continue to lie by saying that I have cut education spending when the truth of the matter is I've increased it. Yeah. No more. Okay. Uh, he could. Uh, I would vote for him. Oh, me too. A couple months ago, in January, more news, uh, we told you about the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here we go. Get your today pens and we, pencils ready. Today, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, has uh, told us who will actually go in 
the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame out of these nominees. Yep. So going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for what year is this? 2023. Right. Will be Willie Nelson. About time. I can't believe he's not in. He's never been nominated. How do you justify a country guy going in the Rock I'd and Roll Hall of Fame? I justify him as a force of nature. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cheryl Crow. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. Got it. Shaka Khan. Uh, yep. Soul Train creator Don Cornelius. Not really. I don't care oh. about creators. <laughs> what? And yeah, hello. Oh, oh, think well, of all the acts. The show is extraordinarily important. Okay, well, very he's good then. Okay. Very influential. All right, show. very good. Um, <laughs> George Michael. No. Oh, no. no. No, there's no reason. That's reason. ridiculous. Rejected. Kate Bush. Not for me. Well, she's not. Well, whatever. <laughs> Spinners. Yes. Oh, why not? Rage Against the Machine. No. Oh, all day Not long. Me. All I can't wait to see their performance. Yeah, they know at least three chords, so <laughs> that's be all great. you need, yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, Morello's actually a pretty good guitar player. Sure he, he knows is, more. John, he knows he more is. than three chords. Yeah. Joe, trust me. Uh, DJ Cool Herc. I don't know who that is. If you right? haven't heard of them, they can't be in there. If you're a DJ, that's, you don't get rule. in. I think that's the first rule of thumb. If you if I don't know who they are, you ain't going. They're in. not in. Yeah. It's not like it's not like it's Mixmaster Mike. I mean, come on, who the hell is I this guy? I, I don't know who he is. So well, I'll have to consult with in. the younger parts well, he's of not my going family. In not going in. with them. Okay. Well, he is going in. Yeah, they said so. Not in my hall. Uh, Link Ray. Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, come on, just yeah. on Rumble alone. He yeah. should go in just on Rumble alone. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elton John's longtime co-songwriter Bernie Taupin. Well, oh, how is he not how in? How could there? you not have him in there? Gee. Yeah. And a surprise to me, I, he, it wasn't a nomination. It's a special uh, appointment. I don't know what the word is to use. It's for basically for lifetime uh, achievement. And I love this because he was one of my favorites growing up. Al Cooper is going in. Uh, and now I get to talk a lot about Al Cooper because you guys will all go, who? No, I know who Al Cooper No, is. I know Al Cooper. He yeah. should go in. Yeah. yeah, he should be in. He started the Royal Teens. He co-wrote a bunch of songs in the 60s for various bands. Then he famously played organ on like a Rolling Stone by Dylan, an instrument he didn't know how to play, and he wasn't even invited to the session. He was just there as a friend of guitarist Mike Bloomfield, sat down at the organ and uh, played it. So he ended up doing a lot of gigs with Dylan, then started the Blues Project, then formed Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and I love this story. He did one album with Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and the band he put together kicked him out, which is, hmm. you can't, Brooklyn you can't guy. that. that I, I, I understand He's how in. that can happen. He's yeah. yeah. I, I, I might have traveled down that road yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty good album, that first one, but they kicked him out and hired David Clayton Thomas, and then, of course, they became huge and gigantic. He did a lot of other things, too. Uh, he had his own label that signed Leonard Skinner. He produced the first three Skinner albums. Uh, he produced The Tubes, uh, Don Ellis, tons of other stuff. He played on records by The Stones, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, Roy Orbison, The Who, Jimi Hendrix, Rita Coolidge, and lots more. Uh, and he wrote a great book. If you haven't read it, uh, trust me, it's a good one. Backstage Passes and Backstabbing Bastards. Backstabbing Bastards is the name of it. Uh, so is like this roll, like it. some sort of weird political thing where he's never been nominated or has he been nominated and not made it uh, he's in? never been nominated. I think he probably, because he's kind of on the fringes to a lot of people, I think. Really? Just, okay, yeah, let me I ask think Kenny, he, there's your answer for Willie Nelson, Lifetime Achievement. 
Yeah, but Willie got nominated and he got yeah, put in. I don't remember Al ever being nominated. Yeah, no. Is, is this an award that they hand out every year or is this the first of its kind? Uh, I think they hand, no, I think they hand it out, uh, if not every year, frequently. Let's put right. it that way. How For does this work? achievement, basically. Prior to leaving, Cooper had already arranged some songs that would be on the second BST album. BST. If, if, if he's gone, do they keep the songs and he gets they, paid they, for they it? They had well, lawyers, it, you know. They, they were arrangements. They weren't, he didn't necessarily write them, but oh. they did do songs that he wrote also. So, yes, he'd still obviously get the money. So, yeah, he had publishing rights or whatever it's called. Yeah, writing, he also did some killer solo albums in the 70s and did songs that BS&T did. In other words, he covered covers of his own songs. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. uh, the bands that did make it this year that were nominated, Iron Maiden, Cindy Lauper, Tribe Called Quest, The White Stripes, uh, this is just impossible to believe, Warren Zevon, <laughs> Joy Division, New Order, and Soundgarden. None of them made it in. Uh, Zevon actually got a push from a bunch of friends, including Billy Joel, who wrote a nominating a letter to the nominating committee to consider Zevon, but still he was Soundgarden. not Soundgarden. Uh, one album. Yeah. Did you, know, you say Tribe? No with you there. I'd take Tribe Quest. over Rage any day. Yeah, a Tribe, I believe this was their first nomination, wasn't it? A Tribe Called Quest. So they'll be up again next year, I'm sure. Eventually, I would guess they'll make it in. So there you go. I'm, I'm vehemently uh, uh, happy that the White Stripes didn't make it. Yeah. Overrated. Damn your government music. It really yeah. is. Well, <laughs> I'm not. Hey, Joe. Yeah. There's no whiting on that hook. Yeah, yeah, you get your it's, mouth it's, closed. Oh, you? It's pretentious, is what it is. You know, you're not okay, that yeah. special. Yeah. John's no rock, no rock and rolls. No rock and rolls pretentious. That's for sure. None of the good stuff. You did bite on that <laughs> yeah. hook. Well, not yes, really. I, yeah. No, you did. No, no, I didn't. And you're now trying to spit it out, and you can't because you're caught in the lily pads. <laughs> I, what do you mean by that? Just what I said. Oh. Lily pads. Remember the, remember the name of Al Cooper's book? That's you guys. Bastards. Yeah. Okay. Backstage uh, bastards. Yeah. Backstage, yeah, stabbers or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, more news. I have a UFO story just for Kenny and Joe. Oh, I love Numerous. it. This is the year Numer we're going to know more. Numerous Las Vegas residents witnessed a mysterious group of glowing UFOs in the night sky last week. What makes this even more strange, uh, on occasion, that area, they, military officials will say, yeah, we, we had something to do with that, so leave us alone. But this time, military officials and the local airport denied any knowledge or involvement. That means it came from Area 52 right down the road. Mm -hmm. If you have seen... Uh, isn't it Area 51? It is. Yeah, that's 51. right next to 51. <laughs> 52 is a little it's, further down no, the road. It's 51 <laughs> through 61. <laughs> it's even enough. blacker, black helicopter. I'll meet you at Area 51. Uh, the glowing UFOs caused such a stir that 8 News Now in Las Vegas decided to investigate. Yeah. If you haven't seen the video, it's pretty cool. It's, it's just, Vegas, you know. I don't know. It's it could be a show orbs. deal. It could be theater. <laughs> could be a trick. Yeah. Are there in-house aliens? Oh, yeah. Just stay in yeah. house. Area 52 is actually where the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. That's right. Yes. It's right next to that. <laughs> where, where am I to see this video, John? 
Uh, it's online. I, I think I, I believe I saw it on a Fox News site, actually. This ain't the balloon uh, over Hawaii deal, is it? No, yeah. it's a number of lights, and uh-huh. they're bright, and they're in the sky, and they're just sitting there at first. They're not moving at all. Yeah. And uh, they contacted Nellis Air Force Base. Spokesperson there said, nope, we had no training, nothing going on that evening. A spokesperson for Harry Reid International Airport was unaware of any activity in the sky there. And so far, speculation about what the UFOs were is considered just that that old turnip has an airport named after him yeah i think it's the old uh what was it not mccarran was it mccarran yeah it was mccarran, mccarran field yeah. yeah right i think it's that one huh. but if you, you know, know that the uh did you know that the navy is now using a drag queen influencer to attract recruits I did not. Yeah, what? They're calling I saw it, that. They're calling it diversity uh, to 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 enlarge their diversity uh, appeal. They're using a drag queen influencer to attract new Navy recruits. Huh. Wow! In I think, the Navy. So you'll yes, see. You so we're going to really be getting some weird <laughs> UFO reports. I, I think, think we know why. Huh? We should tear a page off of that playbook, and we GL should have our own drag queen. And uh, I'm going to volunteer for the position just okay. because the name I chose yeah. uh, makes yeah. me want to do it. Yeah. Um, my drag queen name is Miss Anthropy. That's what. That's, that's who I want to be. Miss Anthropy. You're keep the beard, though. I hope, huh? Yes. Okay, yes. Good. It's just. Uh, it's all about the name. Uh, one more sort of music note: the Split Rock Lighthouse will be honoring Gordon Lightfoot with a beacon lighting tonight. Oh, cool. Lightfoot died on Monday. He'll be honored with lighting of the beacon from 9 to 11 p.m. tonight. He has a strong connection, of course, to Lake Superior. Uh, He wrote about in the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, the song about the shipwreck that killed 29 crew members. Split House Lighthouse also honors the 29 who died in the sinking every November with a beacon lighting. Split Rock Lighthouse site manager Hayes Scriven said Gordon Lightfoot was a storyteller. His song resonated with so many people and made them feel as if they were there for the tragedy. We feel compelled to honor his legacy with tonight's lighting. I listened yesterday to his Canadian Railroad trilogy. That's pretty cool. It's pretty it? neat song. Mm. Yeah. Very historic. Okay. Yes. What's Very the vibe? popular. What's the genre? In it's folky. Mm. Yeah. Folky. The Russian presidential administration said Wednesday the Kremlin was attacked by drones overnight in an attempt on President Vladimir Putin's life. Uh, BS. Moscow residents had reported hearing two explosions behind Kremlin walls shortly after 2 in the morning, local time, after which the lights went out. Footage shared by residents in a local telegram channel captured the incident as smoke was seen filling the sky above the Kremlin. Videos also appeared to show part of the Kremlin on fire. Uh, Authorities are saying it was a brazen attack by Ukraine using two drones. No injuries were reported, according to the TASS news agency. Kremlin described the attack as a planned terrorist attack and assassination attempt on the president of Russia. Spokesman for Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has denied that the country was behind any attack on the Kremlin. He accused Moscow of deliberately escalating the situation ahead of May 9th. That's the day when Russia routinely flaunts its military prowess to mark victory. You said local telegram station. Did you mean television? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, television. I was wondering wondering if there was a telegram. They haven't advanced very much. But it's not like that dude's so padded and insulated. It's not like he's sitting looking out a window at the sky. Well, I love the way the news is presented. It's presented as though this shouldn't have been attempted. Why not? Blow this ass out of here. Let's go. Yeah. Speaking of that, why didn't they shoot down that balloon that flew over Hawaii when they had a chance? Now, now it's drifting towards Mexico. Yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, the new one now you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, but it sounds like it's not exactly drifting, like it might be steered that way. Is that a word? Steered? Yep. Steered, it's a word. steered that way. Yeah, harbor side. Port side. <laughs> and employees of a main restaurant got a surprise when they opened a large wooden crate that they thought was a shipment of mugs that they had just ordered. Instead, they found a plastic tote that contained 31 pounds of synthetic opioid fentanyl with an estimated street value of $3 million. The tote had a shipping label with the restaurant's address, but the name of a person who didn't work there. Employees who opened it saw what they thought looked like drugs, so they immediately contacted police. The crate from Arizona that arrived in the main town about 30 miles north of Portland, Maine, was taken to the police department. About an hour later, the man whose name was on the shipment showed up looking for the crate. Ah, good plan. He was, of course, immediately arrested, according to police. He was 41-year-old Jeremy Mercier of Auburn. He was charged with drug offenses for violating bail conditions. He's being held in county jail without bail. Mercier previously spent time behind bars on a 2007 federal drug conviction. The investigation is ongoing. Police say they anticipate state and federal law enforcement getting involved. Mike Peters, the co-owner of the restaurant, Max Grill, said in an email to a local TV station, he's glad the drugs didn't make it on to the streets. Well, the, the encouraging thing, though, was on May 11th when the restrictions are lifted. We won't have to mail our drugs into this country anymore. Just bring, so them, in. Just bring them in. Yeah, just you? come on in. Yeah. So three mil is off the streets. What impact does that have? What do you mean? Well, it's better than nothing. Okay. Yeah. That's about 31 it. pounds, yeah. That's, I'm happy that's that it's a, off the street. Yeah. That's pretty good hole. There's a new one now that's taking people down. Xylazine. That's the horse? Horse medicine that yeah. they're mixing with fentanyl. Just That's yeah. not good. I know. It's... You got fentanyl, which already kills you, and then you put horse drugs in there. Isn't that what uh, Hunter Thompson had musky taking? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I think so, yes. Horse, yeah. horse tranquilizer. Was, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Bad musky? You Bad don't musky. remember that? No, no. I'm uh, Oklahoma. No. Campaign Trail 72. Ed Muskie was uh, Maine, from wasn't he? Maine, yeah, he was yeah. from Maine. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Who is mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. He ran, ran for the presidency. Ran for president. Oh. <laughs> 1972. He didn't win. He didn't. He didn't even get the nomination. As a matter of fact, no, no, he he didn't fare well. In I the just, election. you know, Joe. Joe, sometimes I feel so much like you must feel. He was in the bottom. Joe McGovern. Hello, McGovern. Joe. He's our man. Joe, okay there. Yeah, I know McGovern. <laughs> Good. The yeah, McGovern podcast. The nom- he got the nomination that year. McGovern yeah. podcast. Jason <laughs> McGovern. <laughs> we who were, who was the screwball VP three. candidate that turned out to be a Thomas, psycho? Thomas, Thomas Eagle. 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 Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Eagle. Eagle. Yeah. From Norfolk. <laughs> Rook just did a Joe Biden. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday, dear <laughs> Thomas Eagleton from. Norfolk, Missouri? Virginia. Missouri. Ah, Missouri. Close. Yeah. Dirty old Missouri. <laughs> close. It's not close. It's, it's close enough. No, it's not. It's not even really close. <laughs> you hop close on the train, enough. you're there in a jiffy. I'm not getting in no time machine. Right. How about let's take you out to Max's Diner. What was the name of the restaurant? Max Grill Max and Man. Yeah. I'm there in a heartbeat. Yeah, get me go. a lobster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good eating. Johnny, thank you. Okay. You're All welcome. Right, thank you very much. <laughs> Them's good eating. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Stay tuned for more Oz... No. 
Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. No, one more time. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. You know. <laughs> couldn't say sushi. He never did get it out. He couldn't say the. Were you recording that? Yeah, that was me and Oz. Yeah. Me and Oz. What are you looking for? Pistol? Yeah. Yes. Revolver? The cruel side of the one that fits in a taco. Ammo? Shotgun? <laughs> rifle? All of the above? Uh, ammo, magazines, parts, accessories, gunsmithing, you'll find all of the above. It's a full-service gun shop. We're talking, of course, about DK Mag serving the Twin Cities uh, area and uh, a fantastic website serving the entire world, dkmags.com. They do special orders like uh, ring at a bell. No, no problem at all. They'll be glad to help you find the exact firearm or unit, accessory, whatever you're looking for. They can help you track it down. They'll also buy your unwanted firearms. You know that one that's sitting in the back there? You don't know what to do with it? Get rid of that thing. Trade it in. Get something fun, something you need, something you're going to use. They also buy uh, large estates. They can do consignment, auction services, you name it. Contact DK Mags. Wonderful staff, fair prices, and a great selection. DK Mags on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. It's prom time. If you, if, are we getting closer to prom time? I saw yeah. prom goers out uh, last Saturday. It's the last hurrah. And uh, I, I applaud some kids who, I mean, I know kids go over the top and they rent the limo and they they try to outdo each other. But there's two kids in the state of Washington. I know where you're going. Who, who uh, they've nailed it. They this is cool. They can't be beaten. They showed up in a tank. World War II. Wow. In a World War II tank. <laughs> okay. An M3A1 Stewart tank, Sherman Bynum and Sam Tetro uh, showed up at the tank, in a tank, at Camas High School in Washington near the Oregon border. We don't like normal very much, Bynum said. I think uh, the quote we've been repeating a lot today is, today's the day, man, and we're feeling really good. Let's go forward. <laughs> They wore suits and green army helmets. They paid a Portland resident named Steve Greenberg, who owns the tank, to drive them to the prom for a grand. Greensburg, 65, has been collecting army gear since he was in high school. They also recruited a guy to play flaming bagpipes on a unicycle. Huh? So the tank's arriving <laughs> yep. with a guy on a unicycle playing flaming bagpipes. And they made their entrance to the soundtrack of the Star Wars theme. Uh, and the bagpiper dressed like Darth Vader. Uh, Bynum was accompanied by his mm. date, who he asked out by holding a sign that said, I'd be tankful to take hey, you to the prom. Hey, hey, hey. you don't like that <laughs> Isn't that great? The undertaking began as a joke, the teen said, but it would, be, it would end up proving a point. Uh, that he appreciates living life to the fullest. This this was a uh, Ferris Bueller type kid. Yeah. It must be. Sounds like uh -huh. him. Uh, do whatever you want, Bynum said. That's what it's all about. Well, not really, Bynum. I get what you mean. But oh, I see. It was printed on two sides. Here. Mm. Okay. <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah. So we they actually got tank. they got dates to show up and climb up on it and then down yeah. the hatch. Yep, right down the old tank hatch. Mm. Huh. Right in the tank, and. Uh, uh, no, that's a different story. No. Right. That's a different story. <laughs> like an ostrich. <laughs> and they can drive those on uh That pavement? was my question. That was my Doesn't well, that I said, tear how, everything how up? are they? 
It doesn't have. It's not street worthy. Well, I thought it would tear the road up. And well, they, they, fig- it, they figured out how I to do it. I don't believe in. I, I think that story's a fake one. I'm not. I'm not well, I saw all the pictures. You seen them? You seen them? That's artificial intelligence. No, I seen the picture of the tank. Uh, deep fake. Deep yeah. fake. Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandia, the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day, Joe, today is May 3rd. In 1865, John Campbell, head of an outlaw band that had murdered the Jewett family of Garden City, was hung by a crowd of 800 angry men in Mankato. Caught in Mr. Jewett's clothes, Campbell claimed during his mock trial that Indians had committed the crime, captured him, and forced him to wear the victim's clothes. The jury found him guilty but recommended waiting for the real trial before handing down his punishment. The mob persisted, however, and Campbell eventually confessed to the crime. Wow. Isn't it hanged? Hung is a whole different deal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. On this day in eight in 1959. May 3rd. I can't believe it was this recently. After passing through the St. Lawrence Seaway, which had opened on April 25, the British freighter Ramon de Laranaga became the first deep draft ocean liner to enter Duluth Harbor. Hmm, so pretty. prior to 1959, it was just Lakers. That's what those big boats are called in the lake, Lakers. Oh. There was no uh, ocean-going really? ships that had arrived in Duluth prior to this day. What route did they take? Wait a minute. They came through the St. Lawrence Seaway, and then they had to go, go through... Uh, the channels. Uh, Ontario down to... Uh, Fairfax, uh, right? Erie. The Fairfax, the river uh, Huron. The water of Lake Huron is empty. Let's see, where would they cross into Lake Superior? At Sault Chicago, Sault Detroit, and Sault Ste. Marie. Sault Ste. Marie. Where Lunani is for rum. <laughs> On this day in 1989, 5-3, Charlotte Day, founder of the Red Schoolhouse in St. Paul, died. She was a member of the Boy Fort Band of Ojibwe. Day founded the school to meet the needs of Native American children, teaching yeah. Native languages and culture, as well as English, reading, and math skills in Native context. Good for her. So that her name was Charlotte Day. Okay. We lost her on this day, May 3rd, 1989. Thank you, GLers. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
about MN. You heard me talk to you about it at the end of each and every one of these podcasts. A library of podcasts on your smartphone, Pod MN. Visit it and poke around. Head over to YouTube and subscribe to Garage Logic. If you haven't done that already, you're in for a very large free surprise. And then head over to garagelogic.com and check out the town council. Easy to do. You sign up for one year, 100 bucks or 10 bucks a month if you want to go that route. And you will be entertained via uh, in the breaks, prior to the show, post show, all sorts of great different stuff. And you also will qualify for a Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store $10 gift certificate. Compliments of Mr. Mike Fratelloni and Fratelloni's. And then after that, I just go ahead and chow all day. Mm-hmm.